If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. Welcome to Create Like the Greats, a show where we take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. Whether these creators are individuals, companies, social movements, or an average Joe who became someone that we all aspire to be, we break down some of the strategies that have fundamentally had a significant impact on the world around us. Now, here's what's interesting about some of these creators that we cover. Not all of these creators are household names. Not all of these creators have built companies that interact with the masses, so to speak. Some of them are kind of like infrastructure. We don't oftentimes think about them until or unless we're having a problem, unless we're struggling with something. We like to cover the stories and the businesses that do things a little bit differently, the organizations that zig while others zag, the organizations that have fundamentally changed subcultures and niches that not everybody is aware of. Today, I'm gonna to dive into a niche that has had a massive impact on my life, on my career, on my business, and has made up a good chunk of my world for a very long time. That is the wonderful world of SEO and digital marketing. Over the last few months, I've had a chance to cover and speak with a wide range of different leaders, ranging from folks who specialize in high performance, whether you go back to that interview with Dr. Julie Gurner, or you check out one of the episodes where we dove deep into the artist formerly known as Prince and the impact that Prince had not only as a creator, but also as a creative and somebody who had a massive impact on culture. Today, we're getting down to the roots of something that I care about, SEO. And that's something that not a lot of people, to be honest, care about. And I have a lot of marketers who subscribe to Create Like the Greats and they're going to hear this and they're going to say, Ross, SEO is important. You're right, it is. SEO is important because it gives people answers to questions every single day. And a lot of the answers that show up when people go to a search engine like Google are actually pieces of content that were created based off of an understanding of those people. And one of the tools that have allowed businesses, brands, media companies to create content that ranks in Google is no other than Ahrefs. We're talking about a company that was bootstrapped from a staggering early stage startup all the way through to a $100 million business. This episode is going to be jam-packed. We're not only going to be reverse engineering the success that they had, we're going to be taking you back into time into their early beginnings. And my hope is that through this episode, you will learn a thing or two, not only on how to create something great, but also the power of SEO and how it can be used to unlock amazing returns. This episode is actually brought to you by Ahrefs. The Ahrefs teams reached out wanting to know if there was an opportunity where they could potentially collaborate with Foundation. And we said, let's do it. Let's just cover Ahrefs. Let us use your tool, your data to dive deep and give us free rates to talk about everything that we learned throughout this journey. I've been wanting to deep dive into Ahrefs and their growth strategy for a very long time. You go back to some of our past episodes, you'll hear episodes where we've done that for some of the top brands in the world, like Toast, Asana, and more. And in this one, in particular, we dove in to the wonderful world of Ahrefs. So join me on this episode where we dive in to the growth and the development of a brand that fundamentally changed the way that SEO is done, Ahrefs. In this course, I'll be teaching you the fundamentals of SEO with a heavy so focus on wondering what Ahrefs tools can do for your business, then this video is for you. Product is king. And the content's job is to serve and walk you through some practical, repeatable, and actionable use cases that you can get value from today using our six down. I'm still discovering new use cases every single month. So in this video, I'll share some of my go-to- You just heard some snippets from the very platform that 
I mentioned, Ahrefs, the tool that revolutionized and changed the way that marketers approach search. But Ahrefs isn't just another tool. It might have started that way, but today it's in many ways a platform, an ecosystem, a community, and more. It's a brand that empowers marketers, businesses, and content creators around the globe. But where did it all begin? How did Ahrefs evolve from an idea, a tool, and a simple solution in many ways, no disrespect, to become one of the most influential SEO brands that exists, that has shaped culture in this industry? Not only from content that it publishes on YouTube and on its blog and courses and materials that have trained so many people, but also through a data experience and a platform that makes it easy to better understand their offering and use that to guide their approach. What can we learn from their journey and how did Ahrefs and their team create something great. Let's jump into it. Let's start at the beginning. Ahrefs wasn't born in a lavish Silicon Valley office. It wasn't born in a garage in SF. It also wasn't born on the bustling streets of New York or Atlanta. It was started with a vision, a few dedicated minds, and a modest budget. Dimitrio Gerasiminko had a clear focus to create something that offered real value to the SEO community. He's the founder and CEO of Ahrefs. He studied at Kiv University and studied as a C-sharp and PHP developer. He freelanced for quite some time and eventually became an entrepreneur. He built his first document search engineering effort at the age of 15, and in 2007, he returned to work on search engines for documents and files, which ultimately led to the creation of Ahrefs' tool, the Backlink Index, back in 2010. Now, that tool the Backlinks Index was provided and provided the Ahrefs initial version of Site Explorer. And the launch of Site Explorer completely shook up the entire Backlink field at large. And it quickly became considered by many to be one of the best Backlink analysis tools on the web. Back in 2019, there was an interview with AIN Capital, an online publication that's dedicated to European tech systems. And when he was asked about his career path and the creation of Ahrefs, he said, I had a team, but there were no partners. I took all the risks and reinvested my own money starting from the time I was still working remotely and my salary was enough for a modest life and to pay freelancers to work on my project ideas. So gradually I moved from simple projects to more complex ones and built a team on the way. This is how bootstrapping is done at its finest. Someone has an idea, someone has a passion, and they invest their own hard-earned money into freelancers and builders and partners and collaborators to support that vision to come to life. He shared in that same interview that the investment that he had in Ahrefs began to pay off quite quickly. In fact, there was a lot of interest from investors, but he was in no hurry to really take on that outside capital, but instead decided that he was going to focus on product development. The initial cost of that investment, he said, was around $400,000. And that all went primarily to development and servers. Now, with this as his experience, his expertise in backlinks, it made sense because there was a clear indication of founder product fit. Founder product fit is when a founder, somebody who has decided to be an entrepreneur, has in-depth experience and knowledge on a topic and a subject matter that is in many ways best in class compared to the competitors. With him, he spent tons of time thinking about backlinks. He spent tons of time as a freelancer. So we knew what freelancers wanted, but he also knew this space of search engines. He studied them, he worked on them, he planned on them, he he built them. And from this, he was able to use that experience to launch the backlink index, which ultimately would support the development of his first product. Now, in this exact same interview, he said, We managed to create a product that promoted itself in an early stage. 
In the first years, we had all the focus on the product and we developed it kind of without marketing. And today, we still don't really have a sales team. You see, they had a ton of competitors, but one of the things that differentiated Ahrefs versus them was that they were updating that index every 15 minutes. In many ways, it was argued and considered to be a real-time update feature. And this was revolutionary for SEOs. There was no question that people who really loved this space loved Ahrefs. The conversations happened time and time again. I want to share with you a, a piece that I came across written by the global DC lead at Ahrefs that is available on Medium. And in this article, it illustrates the data-driven depths that Ahrefs went while bootstrapping their efforts. And it's appropriately called how Ahrefs saved $400 million in three years by not going to the cloud. Ahrefs has rented a co-location data center in Singapore with a rather homogenous infrastructure. So we decided to consolidate all the costs spent for this data center, divide them by the number of servers, and compare them to the cost of a similar installation in the Amazon Web Services Cloud. Our hardware is relatively new. The co-location contract started in the middle of 2020, during the peak of the COVID-19 lockdowns. All the installed equipment had been bought since then. Our servers in this data center have similar configurations. The only difference is in the CPUs of two generations with the same number of cores. We use high core count CPUs, two terabyte RAM, and two by 100 gigabits per second per server. On average, our servers have about 16 by 15 terabyte drives. For the monthly cost calculation, we assume that all the hardware will be used for only five years. We decided to consider anything beyond five years a freebie. Based on this, the monthly part of the initial equipment cost is its original price divided by five times 12, which equals 60 months. The article concludes by saying Ahrefs has saved over $400 million by ensuring that its infrastructure isn't in the cloud during the last two and a half years. This figure is growing bigger as currently we are starting to see a massive co-location data center with new hardware. While Ahrefs uses AWS benefits for hosting our front end in different parts of the world, the vast majority infrastructure, Iceberg, hides in the co-location with its own hardware. Ahrefs wouldn't be profitable or even exist if the product was 100% on AWS. That's fascinating, right? Because a lot of organizations, a lot of brands immediately resort to being on the cloud. But most recently, I think we've seen a shift across a lot of different industries, especially even if you look at some of the recent updates from brands like Basecamp, where they're moving off of the cloud and embracing a more on-site, on-premise infrastructure where they own the servers, they own the data. I'll be sure to include a link to in the show notes to this piece. I think it's fascinating to read and it demonstrates one of the things that's also fascinating about Ahrefs their commitment to transparency with a lot of the content that they produce. They empower their team to write, produce, and tell stories about not only the industry, but also the internal workings of their business and their company at large. Hello, Twitter. I want to show you a very cool feature that we just released at Ahrefs. It's called Portfolios. It's located right on your dashboard uh, in the tab to the left. And basically what it does, it, it allows you to create a list of URLs or even websites and track them as a project inside Explorer. So here you can see that I have created a list of the blog articles that I wrote on Ahrefs blog. Uh, I called it Teams Posts and you can see how many referring domains they have, how many backlinks they have, how their organic traffic is growing over time. And I can actually click on the portfolio and it would open me Site Explorer. Yeah, not all the reports are available yet, but we will add them. 
And there you have, you have the, the graphic of ref domains, referring domains. You can activate organic traffic. You can even activate the new one, uh, the new metric that we added, uh, crawled pages. It takes a while to load, but here it is. Yeah, we started tracking it only in 2021, but still pretty cool. So yeah, uh, there are many use cases for that. So if you have multiple authors on your blog, you can create portfolios for each of them. Uh, if you are creating content for your clients, you can create portfolio with just the content you created for them and track how many backlinks it is getting, how, how much organic search traffic it is getting, how the trend is looking like. So yeah, basically, uh, or you can create a portfolio with all your competitors or with uh, a couple dozen websites that define the industry. And you can see if the whole industry is growing over time, how it is acquiring backlinks, how it is acquiring traffic. Uh, yeah, basically you folks tell me how you're going to use this feature but i'm super excited about it i i waited for it for quite a while and i'm hoping that you will enjoy it what you just heard was the voice of tim solo the chief marketing officer and product advisor at hrefs tim shared one of hrefs newest features portfolios with his 46,000 followers on x or twitter depending on what you want to call it and he did this by creating a video and in this video he shows the features and talks about it this again just shows you the way in which hrefs approaches going to the market it's a tool that's always changing always evolving with new features new benefits whether it's incorporating ai directly into their platform or just thinking differently about how they maintain and manage their data, it is without question one of the best SEO tools on the market and one of the tools on the market that we at Foundation have leveraged in the past. And the numbers don't lie. Their team has produced and is built on top of over 3,400 servers, 612 CPU cores, four petabytes of RAM, and 407 petabytes of solid state drives to be exact. That's not enough. That is just a part of their entire engine. When you look at Ahrefs, Yes, on the back end, it's a very sophisticated tool. It has a lot of data, it has a lot of tech, and it's sophisticated. They got servers, they got tons and tons of things going on. But one of the things that they do better than most brands, especially in the software side, is that they focus on really ranking high on their own supply. What do I mean by that? They embrace exactly what it is that their solutions are meant to help organizations do. Ahrefs is an SEO tool. It's a software suite that is used for link building, keyword research, competitor analysis, rank tracking, site audits, and so much more. But they leverage their own tool to achieve the desired outcome that many brands want. What is that? Rankings, visibility, both in YouTube SERP and Google SERP, getting traction on social. They want to rank. And they have a handful of different tools that help organizations do exactly that. Whether it's a link building tool that gives you an insight into how you can generate backlinks, whether it's the Site Explorer tool that gives you the insight into what keywords you and your competitors are ranking for, or a keyword research tool where you can type in a keyword and within the matter of minutes get a handful of different recommendations on the keywords that you should go after within a certain niche, the volume of those tools, how many clicks they get, the cost per click. You can do this across competitors to better understand their approach and so much more. These tools on their own are a key part of Ahrefs growth strategy. And I'll dive into that shortly. But what is most interesting and what I want to talk about today is not only those tools, but also their strategy and their approach 
to content excellence. When I describe content excellence, you might be wondering, Ross, what does that mean? Content excellence is rooted in this idea of understanding the nuances and pain points of your audience and consistently delivering assets to them in a way that adds value. And when I say add value, I'm talking about the content that you create needs to help them get that promotion. The content that you create needs to help them be set up for success to generate revenue, to generate leads, customers, and ultimately help them maybe even use your product. These are all things that Ahrefs has done ridiculously well. They don't just press publish on a blog post. They include references to their products within the blog post. They don't just launch a free tool. They make sure that that free tool is getting backlinks and is referenced throughout the web so you can find it in the SERP. And when you find it in the SERP, you might also navigate to a course. A course that you enroll in to learn not only about the best practices for blogging, but also about SEO and how you can use a tool like Ahrefs to better understand your SEO engine. These are things that are all feasible, viable, and possible on the back of their content engine because they've committed to content excellence. And today, we're going to be diving into exactly that. So how do you do it? You start by making that commitment, a commitment to creating something Great. Let's talk about how Ahrefs does it every single day with their content marketing engine that is rooted not only in search, but also in quality and excellence for their customers. Let's break it down. Showing someone the value of your product, how it will make their life easier, and why they should buy it and use it all in 30 seconds is pretty tough, especially in SaaS, right? Trust me, I've been doing this thing for many years. I think I've been in SaaS for over 14 years now, but it isn't impossible. Some brands have cracked the code. Some brands get it, right? Thousands of SaaS companies and leaders are developing software solutions that can add value to the lives of their customers. In fact, a lot of them are just launching every single day on various sites, selling these products to other creators and builders and hoping to cash in. And in the world of AI, it's easier than ever to create free tools, right? You can create an AI, you can ask an AI to help you build a free tool today and launch it by the end of the week. You can go to two sites like Replit and things like that and get people a bounty to build you a tool in the matter of hours. This is the reality. But what's also a reality is that you need as a marketer to understand the importance of sometimes giving away your best tools for free. Ahrefs has over 13 tools, 13 tools that can be accessed and used for free every single day. These tools, they generate over $858,000 worth of organic traffic every single month. What does that mean, Ross? What are you talking about? It's a lot of money. What are you talking about? Every single month, thousands of people are going to Google and they're typing in things like, check my backlinks audit my site, keyword research tool, backlink checker, right? Website authority checker. They're going to Google and typing these things in. And other companies around the world who offer these services, some paid, some free, are paying to capture that traffic organically. They're willing to pay $5 a click. And that total that I referenced, $858,000 worth of monthly traffic, is the cost per click if those tools captured as much traffic as they did multiplied by CPC. $858,000 is the value of the traffic that goes to these tools. How do I know this? Because I used Ahrefs. Ahrefs gives you this type of data. There's no question that I love this type of go-to-market strategy. 
launching free tools. I've talked about how Grammarly does it extremely well. I've talked about how HubSpot does it extremely well. I've talked about a lot of different brands that launch free tools and reap the benefits on the back of it. It's an amazing strategy. It's one of the best strategies, right? Even Shopify has built a series of different tools like a QR code generator that is available for free for you to use. And then after it captures that traffic, it typically will then drive you to potentially maybe use that QR code to sell one of your products. Is that why you wanted it? Okay, let me tell you about our service. Ahrefs does the same thing. You go to Google and you're trying to check your backlinks. You find this solution. It lives on hrefs.com and it's a free backlink checker. You put in your URL, you start to see a glimpse into what that looks like. And then you see it's a call to action. Want the full data set? Want to know all the backlinks? Sign up today for a free trial. Of course, I'm going to sign up for a free trial. I want to see what my back, backlinks are, right? This is the opportunity that exists. This is what you can do. I haven't seen many organizations dominate in a competitive niche the way that Ahrefs has done with these tools, right? 858,000 visits. I mean, let me scratch that, try it again. $858,000 worth of traffic every single month. That's the backlink checker. It's a free tool. And it talks to me, this shows you, this is a strategy that a lot of brands can, can embrace, right? The reason why is simple. This, this URL, backlink checker, ranks today for 7,900 different keywords. It averages on a monthly basis 153 thousand visits. That's a lot of traffic, folks. It's a lot of people visiting their site. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that they now rank for Backlink Checker, Check Backlinks, Free Backlink Checker, and Backlink Finder. And their founder got their start launching an index and a solution dedicated to backlinks. Right? Hrefs also has this website authority checker where you can go in and you can learn about your, your website authority. And they've created these pieces with a simple, simple intent. The intent being, if we can add value to the market, then the market will see value in our tools, our solutions. They'll link to it. They'll visit it. They'll use it. And some of them will convert into customers. And it's worked out quite well for them. Now, I got excited when I was saying 858000 dollars worth of traffic to these tools. And I might've said that it's just to the backlink checker. I want to clarify that and make sure that it's crystal clear. This is to all 13 tools. So they have 13 tools that generate $858,000 worth of traffic a month. The backlink tool generates $129,000 worth of that traffic, right? The website authority checker is actually their most valuable resource. What? How does that make sense? People are actually looking. Yes, $377,000 worth of value is captured every single month to their website authority checker. People want to know how they can improve their website. They want to understand if the authority of their website is high and Ahrefs delivers a tool that makes that happen. This is the blueprint that so many brands underestimate in and underinvest in in many ways. Tools can be extremely valuable. In fact, a few years back, Foundation did a research study where we analyzed some of the top MarTech software companies in the world. We studied them, we researched them, and we analyzed which content assets they published that generated the most backlinks. The number one most highly linked to asset on every software company's website was, guess, <laughs> tools, folks. If you give away a tool for free, people will link to it like wildfire. People love it. 
People love free tools. Bloggers write about it and they talk about it. Influencers talk about it. Everybody gives away free tools and talks about these free tools. So if you have the ability to give away something that is aligned with your offering, do it. You'll be amazed by the amount of traction and results you can get. And, and let me double down on this a bit. The backlink checker as an example. When I go into Ahrefs and I'm using their tool, it gives you a glimpse into if you type in a URL through Site Explorer, it will give you all of the data around an individual URL. I did this with the backlink checker URL. It has 5,000 referring domains, 146,000 backlinks. All time, 1.5 million. 1.5 million backlinks at some point have gone to this domain. That's a lot of backlinks. And it ranks for over 2,200 different keywords. All of this data I can get directly out of Ahrefs, right? And Ahrefs' own data is telling me that that page gets over 220,000 visits every single month. That's massive. What's also cool is that it shows me how many of those keywords that it ranks for, there are 4,000 of them, it ranks in the top three. It ranks in the top three for 1,100 of the top 4,000 keywords that it ranks for. It ranks for backlinks checker, free backlink, check backlinks, backlink checker, free backlink checker, all of these phrases it ranks number one for. And you can get this data directly out of Ahrefs. This tool doesn't only assist people with understanding their backlinks, it gives them a glimpse into the things that they need to get more links to or what they need to build more profile around, right? So it's a strategic play by Ahrefs, but it also shows people not only, hey, these are these are your backlinks, these are where you have some broken links, et cetera. It also shows people that this tool might be valuable. Imagine if you scaled this across your site, right? This is the power of giving away things for free. If you can connect your free tools to your actual features, to your actual offering, you can unlock some amazing returns. You can unlock returns that pay dividends for years to come. And Hrefs is proof of exactly that. SEO is fun. Ranking in Google is fun. Getting shares on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on X, on Facebook, Reddit, Quarry, all of the upvotes, all those things are fun. But one of the things that not a lot of people realize, especially in marketing, especially SEOs, is that people aren't actually that big into reading. We don't like to read. I love to read. Personally, I love to read. You might even love to read. But here's the truth, folks. The vast majority of people could care less about books. I know. It sucks to hear. I'm a book guy. I love books. I'm a big fan. I've got like three books on the go every single month. I'm a big book person. I'm not throwing shade at books. I love books, especially independent bookstores. All the way. Let's go. I'm writing a book. I'm a big book guy. But I understand culture. And I understand that when there's a book launch, there's way fewer sales than there is when there's a movie launch. And I know that people are obsessed with videos. People are obsessed with movies. You get more views on a YouTube video than you will for a book that you are selling. Blog posts today are getting fewer views in comparison to video content. And this is because people love video. Why? Because it's passive. It's a more passive consumption. You don't really have to think the info is just given to you directly into your brain versus reading where you have to comprehend and do a, a little bit of work to figure out what the words mean and then create a scene in your mind. All of these things might seem like low friction and, and basic, but it's real. And the friction is real. And with that real friction comes the truth that video is where it's at. 
Don't get me wrong, I love audio too. You might be listening to this on one of your favorite podcasting platforms. And in that case, I want you to know that I appreciate you listening. And two, I would love for a five-star review. (laughs) Kidding, kind of. But YouTube and video content has taken off. And Ahrefs has understood the power of video content before a lot of other brands. Let me give you a details on their account. Ahrefs joined YouTube in August 2015. I don't know where you were in August 2015, but a lot of people in the SEO community, a lot of people in the marketing world were sleeping on YouTube. They weren't. They invested in it. Today, they have over 21 million views. In fact, by the time that this goes live, I think that's going to be 22,000 because they were at 21,999,814 at the time where I took a screenshot. So today, they're probably at over 22 million views. Fascinating, right? They've published over 293 videos and they have cracked the 469,000 subscriber mark. A ton, a ton of traffic. If you haven't checked out their YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash hrefs.com. I encourage you to check it out. But they've done so many things right. And I'm excited to dive into this because YouTube to me is the frontier that all brands should be thinking about right now. We've been working with companies on their YouTube strategy and it's been a massive win for their our clients. And I think for brands who understand the power of YouTube, it presents a massive opportunity for them as well. There's a few things that Ahrefs has done extremely well with YouTube that I want to call out and believe truly that it deserves a shout out in terms of the approach and the the way that they've approached this content. The first one being a simple, simple idea. When it comes to their work and it comes to their commitment to creating educational content, they've put their money where their mouth is. There's no low quality effort happening on YouTube when it comes to Ahrefs. When it comes to Sam O and the content that Sam produces on YouTube, it's high quality, engaging content. It's not mediocre in any way, shape or form. And Sam gets the industry, right? Sam understands the things that are happening in the space. And Sam has been producing content on the Ahrefs YouTube channel for I think four, maybe five years now, and consistently is producing assets that are educational, are engaging and staying up with the trends. If you look at the early thumbnails and you look at the early approach that they were taking and compare that to today, it's always like that assessment and that idea of like, look at your early work and then look at today and the gap is significant. Their work today is much better. One of the things that they do extremely well is they focus on consistency and embracing best practices. So They've got a handful of videos, some of them with 2 million views, 1 million views, 500,000, 200,000. Like they are hitting the mark as it relates to highly educational content that is valuable to their audience. Some of these videos are one minute long. Some of them are 20 minutes. They even have courses that they have published directly in YouTube. And I'll dive into that approach a little bit later, but they do YouTube right. Thumbnail design is one thing that they do right that I want to dive into a little bit. When it comes to YouTube, The thumbnail is kind of like your billboard, so to speak. And if you don't get your thumbnail right, it's very possible that you'll get those clicks just moving right away. They're just not gonna click you. 
because they couldn't read what your video was about in the thumbnail. They didn't get any emotional connection to your video when they looked at the thumbnail. And these are things that you want to consider when you're crafting it. One, the font size should be significant enough that when I'm scrolling through my feed, even if it's on my mobile phone, I can read it and see that this is affiliate marketing for beginners. Or this is a, a definition style piece where it's going to say, what is SEO and why it's important? This is valuable insight for me or a keyword research tutorial. You want that text to show up directly in the thumbnail. And then you want to have a very emotive, emotional image associated with it. Something that catches your attention. You've seen the Mr. Beast videos. I don't need to go into this too much in depth, but like folks, you wanna make it so it's not boring. Don't put people to sleep with your thumbnail. Capture their attention, get their eyes on your content. And then, and then once you lure them in, make sure that the content that you're delivering is high quality. That's one of the things that you will see a lot of businesses cheap out on. They think that they can lure you with this cool thumbnail. And then once you read it, once you consume it, the video itself is just like mediocre. They barely educate you. They don't get tactical. They don't get into the details, but that's not what happens on a lot of the Ahrefs videos. I encourage you to check out their channel and click into the comments and see all of the raving reviews of things that people are saying about the work that Sam's putting out with the content being published on their on their YouTube channel. It's constantly gold. Now, here's something else I want to call out that is a strategy that is underrated and underutilized by a lot of brands, and that's the power of playlists. Playlists are powerful because playlists can send people into your world in a more immersive way. Imagine for a second that you are scrolling through Spotify and you see a playlist that is dedicated to Christmas songs. And you're big into Christmas. Are you going to listen to it and just turn on the playlist or are you just going to find Mariah Carey listen to one song and then go back to listening to Bad and Bougie or something like that? You're not. You're going to listen to that whole playlist, right? And what you want to do when you are a creator on YouTube is you want to make the experience easy for someone who is browsing, trying to go on a, a very real experience with your brand and give them a playlist where they can listen to a series of videos at one time that make them feel immersed into your story. You want them to be immersed into your content. And they've done this with a lot of their playlists. They have playlists that are de dedicated to affiliate marketing. They have playlists that are dedicated to blogging, to link building, to technical SEO, tutorials on WordPress, and so much more. Don't sleep on the power of a playlist. Now, here's something that is very interesting. Experimentation is in every great organization's DNA. Every great company that I can think of experiments at some point in their life. And maybe they find an experiment that resonates and goes to the moon and they stop, but they experiment. When you listen to JF Bezos, when you talk, listen to old videos of Steve Jobs, they talk often about experiments. And one of the experiments that Ahrefs ran, and to their own self-belief, they said it wasn't really a success, is internationalization of their YouTube content. They have content in, I think, about five different languages, and it hasn't necessarily taken off the way that they thought it would. Some of them have 5,000 subscribers, but some of them have 500. Some of them have 900. Those aren't massive numbers when you are thinking about the populace of people who might speak Spanish, right? Or Japanese. But it demonstrates to me a commitment to experimentation. And there's probably and possibly going to be a world where that content eventually hits its stride and unlocks new opportunities. They've been dubbing their content for internationalization. I've talked about this recently. If you haven't checked out my episode where I break down how audio AI is going to fundamentally change the way that we do business and in the world, check it out. I dive into internationalization a little bit in that episode, but I truly do believe that those experiments will pay real dividends in the months to come. 
All right, that's a lot about YouTube. That's a lot about how they've been leveraging it. And it's a lot about how they've embraced the idea of creating content excellence on that channel. But let me wrap this for you with a simple idea that they have embraced here that does extremely well. Content on YouTube can be successful if it does one of three things, educates, engages, or entertains people. If you create content that entertains people, i.e. the Mr. Beast of the world, you can build a massive following. If you can create content that engages people, i.e. a lot of the content that is out there that drives people upset and gets people going insane online, arguing and fighting, that's engaging content. Or you can take the HRS approach where you go heavy, heavy, heavy on education where you teach people how to do things, when you educate the masses on things and you help them learn important things, you can unlock some amazing returns on YouTube and they've proved it time and time again. HREF stands out in its content strategy by always delivering highly valuable assets. You will very rarely, I would say arguably probably never, come across a piece of content produced by Ahrefs that is uh, not in depth, that is not going in detail, that doesn't provide actionable insights, that doesn't have tactical recommendations, that doesn't go in depth on how to do exactly that. It won't just say in a blog post, hey, you should do keyword research and call it a day. That's the end of the reference. It wouldn't do that. They'll say, embrace keyword research. Oh, you don't know how to do keyword research? Here's exactly how to do it. Here's a screenshot of our product. I'm going to circle in this screenshot exactly what you need to do to accomplish A, B, and C. This is what you need to sort by. Look at this example. Let's pretend that we're this company. If we were this company, this is what we would do. This is how we would do it. And this is exactly the playbook and a spreadsheet that I've linked to that you can use and steal for your own purposes. They do this time and time again. They create these pieces of content that are so in-depth that you can't help but bookmark them because they're valuable. They focus on highly trafficked keywords within their their domain, but then they try to develop pieces that are better than anything in the search, better than anything that shows up in the search engine results page. And this is the aspiration that I believe differentiates the average from the best in class. Organizations that want to rank in Google amongst a world where AI is flooding all of the internet need to embrace the idea of content excellence. And content excellence is the idea of setting a bar that is very high for your competitors to replicate. And Ahrefs strives to do this. We can all see it. It's no question that they are not only trying to produce pieces of content that are in depth, but that they are trying to incorporate pieces that are so highly educational that they are better than everything else on the internet on this topic. And then they incorporate video, to have that double whammy, because you know, Google buy YouTube, best acquisition of all time. And they're making references to their product. So why does that matter? Because a lot of brands make the mistake of creating top of funnel content without connecting that top of funnel content back to their own solution. If you can incorporate screenshots, demos, references, arrows directly to features and functionality within your product, it can be a great way to win. It not only gives you brand authority, but it also gives you trust with your customers. And it can kind of be a sales enablement tool that retains your customers along the way. This is the best approach to take. This is how good brands operate. When you go to Ahrefs, you can see today that they have over 11,000 different pages they rank for in Google. Their approach to education, whether it's through courses or blog posts, is always committed to the idea of going in depth. They have one asset in particular that stands out for me. It's the link builder guide, the link building guide. And that link building guide for SEOs is 
currently generating over 17,000 organic visits. It has 1.2 thousand links going back to it. And yes, I could get that data by going into Ahrefs and plugging in their URL and pressing enter and getting that data. But what's fascinating is Ahrefs includes the article performance directly on their blog. So it showcases to you the SEO metrics for the URL that you are reading in real time. What does that do to their user? It tells them, huh, one, that's really transparent. Thanks for showing me how much traffic you're getting to this piece. Two, hmm, I would love to know that data for a few of those pages that I've published or that our team is creating. Let me sign up and learn a little bit more, right? This is the part of their strategy that is oftentimes misunderstood and not talked about enough. They create in-depth content, but they also make references to their product throughout the content. Top of funnel content doesn't need to just be, oh, what is link building? How to do link building? It can be if it's aligned with your offering so in-depth that you learn how to do that process by reading it and you can start to make references to things that you do, right? When you look at their content competitors today, they are covering way more search volume than they are, right? Their competitors range from 30 to 28% of keyword overlap with their link building guide. And their link building guide is ranking 10, like ranking way higher than any of their competitors. And it's consistently driving results. So that's one thing that they do well, but it's not the only thing. When you read through Ahrefs content and you start to see these screenshots, for example, they had a blog post where they were talking about how to find companies' URLs and find this information, how you can go to their Twitter account. They show their Twitter account, they circle their URL, they get super tactical, right? And they talk about how that Twitter account is now being used to show up in the knowledge graph and they get super tactical. They use arrows to guide your eyes on where you should focus. They do all of these things well, but they also embrace the internal linking game extremely well. I know I'm getting technical for some of you. Let me, let me talk you through internal linking and why it's important. Google is on your site. Google's trying to figure out what topics you've covered. They know that one page that you've created is highly valuable. Let's say that this is a, a guide to digital marketing, or let's say that you're not in marketing at all. You created a content guide all dedicated to cups and mugs. Yes, mugs, drinking mugs. In that piece, it might Google might say, wow, this person understands everything there is to know about mugs, but what type of mugs do they specialize in? Well, if you create this piece, you can have a section on your site that talks about ceramic mugs, glass mugs, mugs for dads, mugs for mums, mugs for coworkers, and have links in all of those instances, driving to pages that are dedicated to those topics. And when you do that, when you do that, it tells Google that these are the best pieces on that content. So Ahrefs has done exactly that. On their pieces, they say, yes, great, we're talking about this idea, but here's a few other pieces that we talk about that might be valuable to you. Guest posting, then they link to a URL dedicated to that. Broken link building, here's a URL to that. Image link building, here's a dedicated URL to this. Unlinked mentions, here's a dedicated URL. They break it all down. And the result is simple. Their link building guide generates $45,000 worth of organic traffic for their website every single month. The second closest generates 15,000. So this investment in understanding SEO 
is not one to be played with, folks. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars monthly, hundreds of thousands of dollars annually, a value that can be had if you understand the power of search and you use your understanding to optimize your content. Now, a lot of people won't ever get there. And the reason is this, risk. They're afraid to, to take risks. And risks come from creating a culture where experimentation is okay. And that's exactly what I wanna dive into now. How they've been able to create an experimentation culture, some of the experiments that they've run, and how those experiments have led to some pretty significant wins. Hi, my name is Tim Solo, and you're watching the very first episode of SaaS Marketing Vlog, where I'm going to share what's going on in, in HF's marketing department, what keeps us busy, uh, what we're struggling with, and what we're successful with. So basically, this is the very first episode. I have my notes in here, so I'll be picking from time to time. I hope it's not a problem for you. And to be honest with you, I don't really have any idea of how this series would unfold or even the format of this series. Will I be just sitting here and speaking to you or will we take camera with us whenever we go to conferences or will we take the camera with us whenever we're doing some meetings or discussions? I don't really know, but I figured out that the actual idea of SaaS marketing vlog where I'm sharing on video what is happening might be interesting to people. So please be giving me some feedback and I will adjust the series accordingly. Now, you may be wondering why did I launch this vlog anyway? Why I'm sitting here in front of the camera and talking to you? It's all about content distribution. And this is the keyword that is going to be in the title of this video. How content distribution works right now here at HRF. So first of all, we have our blog where we're after the SEO traffic, the traffic from Google. So whenever people are searching for anything related to SEO in Google. You know, I'm so glad that we were able to share that audio clip with you because the experimentation culture at Ahrefs, as shown in this one, is dynamic and multifaceted. The vlog itself, Tim's SaaS marketing vlog, where we pulled that from, hasn't been uploaded. Um, and Tim, I'm kind of calling you out on this one, but it hasn't been uploaded with any new videos for three years. It was an experiment. They experimented with this vlog. They pressed publish on a bunch of content. Content didn't do what they expected. It didn't do what he wanted. It did do well, like it did decently well, but not to their standards. Don't get me wrong. Their current, um, their current marketing, YouTube, Hrefs TV, blah, 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 is killing, killing it in terms of the numbers in comparison, but it's still super valuable info. And if you're in SaaS marketing, it's a goldmine of insights and ideas. So Tim's discussion about diverse channels that Ahrefs uses for distribution is a great example of that experimental mindset that more people need to embrace. And I think you need to understand as a leader in marketing that not everything that you do is going to win, right? Not everything is going to constantly be a W as it relates to what you're doing, right? Ahrefs experiments all the time with different techniques and strategies, and they don't allow themselves to get caught up in the idea that they have to do certain things and they can't touch certain channels because they're in SaaS, because they're offering a SaaS product. They experiment with it, right? As an example further, you can go back into time and start to see when there was a significant spike in the amount of podcasts that Tim was on um, and that investment that they were making to do more podcasts or even in-person events. They were one of the early sponsors of events and uh, Slack communities like Traffic Think Tank and things of that nature. There is a ton 
a ton of examples that Ahrefs has on their commitment to experimentation. Back in November 2021, Ahrefs shared this simple tweet that is mind-blowing to think about, but is important to keep in mind. It says, we'll be reallocating our paid traffic budget, 200K for December, away from Google, Facebook, and sponsoring the industry's best creators and thought leaders. We've sponsored quite a few folks in our space, so we have a lot of faith that this will work. The plan is to strike actual deals in December and allocate a total of 200K doing that. While the sponsored messages themselves should be rolling out later on, if you'd like to support this initiative, get in touch, reply to this tweet, send us your favorite newsletters, thought leaders, etc., that you think might be a good fit, and a retweet wouldn't hurt. Thank you. And in the matter of minutes, they had a plethora of people reaching out wanting to collaborate. In fact, we collaborated with Ahrefs on a sponsorship within the Foundation Newsletter. And this is something that Ahrefs continues to do. They continue to invest in creators and to invest in people in the industry who are looking to kind of develop these types of pieces and assets, right? They followed up to this and they said that the average deal size that they connected with was about two to three K. The cheapest podcast sponsorship that they found was $140 per episode. It turned out to be 15 episodes as a batched collection for $2,100. The cheapest email newsletter sponsorship that they had was $85. So for one sponsorship, they would get charged $85 for the blast. They ended up getting a bulk deal of $850 for 10. And the most expensive deal that they had was 20K for an annual sponsorship of a marketing community. I wish I knew which marketing community that was. I have to do some digging. I'm sure I could dig it up, but they sponsored a marketing community for 20K for, for the year. And when they talked about their concerns, they said that one of the major concerns they had about sponsorships was that people would just get used to it. That after sending them time and time again, that people would get used to it and people just would stop talking about Ahrefs organically. But what happened was the complete opposite. He said that it gave them a handful of organic mentions on top of the official sponsorship, came with a new framing where they didn't actually pay anyone with loyalty. They didn't say you have to be loyal to us. You can only talk about us. We just want you to create content about us. And if you like it, if we like it, great. And we'll promote it and that type of thing. They also kind of embrace that collaborative approach by doing the call out to the entire community and the market. And that built goodwill amongst those who they partnered with. And it demonstrated, right? Like that you just need to be scrappy. And I would say What's fascinating here is by doing it this way, they embrace those original mentality around bootstrapping and just doing the thing that gets results. Let's send out a tweet and see who responds. They didn't go too in-depth. They didn't try to get overthink it with a fancy video, private emails, messages, and build out a big launch. They just sent out a post. From that post, they were able to reap the benefits. But the benefits that they've had on the back of sponsorships and partnerships are just one of the many types of strategies that they've embraced, right? I, I talk about this often where brands, 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 if you give value to the world, the world will give you value back. And Hrefs has done this time and time again. One of the things that they've also done that isn't a new strategy, it's not like they didn't create this code, but they did extremely well, is the development and launch of courses. Let's dive into that. Courses, certifications, and resources that give you credentials are one of the most sought after resources and things that you can put on your resume or even in your LinkedIn account. And every single day, 
millions of people all over the globe are looking for courses on different topics and subjects. They're looking to be trained on how to use certain things and do certain things. Just before I started to get into podcasting, I decided that I was going to take a course on how to set up my own camera setup. It's no question that courses and the materials that are available online today are competitive to what you can find inside of a college and a university. Ahrefs is no different from a lot of the top brands and businesses that have invested in information materials that help their ideal customers get closer to achieving their success. At Foundation, we trained our team on a wide range of different tools and technologies as a part of their onboarding. And when we think about their growth, we oftentimes will tell them that there's a few different things that you need to do to be able to move from one category within your role to the next. And one of those things is to take certain courses to get certified on different tools. And Ahrefs recognizes that this is probably the use case and reality across most organizations, and that if you're certified in certain thing, that you might be able to move up in the ranks on your in your career. That's a major value add. But what's also a major value add for them is that somebody who's certified in understanding SEO that is coined by Ahrefs is going to put that up on their LinkedIn. They're going to share that with their audience. They're going to promote that with their audience. And they're also going to wear it as a badge of honor in their resume. And they're also going to know everything there is to know about their solution and their tool. And this is why Ahrefs launched a handful of different courses. They have an Ahrefs certification course. They have a how to use Ahrefs course. They have an SEO course for beginners and they have a blogging for business course. These courses have been ridiculously successful. There was an old piece that Tim published where he talked about why and what went into the development of the course blogging for business. And he found that in the industry, there was a wide range of different courses on blogging that consisted of everything from $500 to $2,000. And it was tempting for him to look at that and say, all right, we've got about 15,000 customers at Ahrefs at the time and many more on the free plan. But if he could just get 1% of them to take that course for 1K, $1,000, that would be 150K for them to generate and put in their pocket. Not bad, right? He could then use it to start upselling to future customers. And alternatively, he thought that maybe we could even just give this to our paying customers only. This might boost our sales. The course was going to go in addition to the HREF subscription. It could improve user retention. It could be a great resource for our own team. And our customers could lose access to it if they ever canceled HREF. So maybe that's going to keep them to stick around, right? They decided that they were going to launch this thing and use it to not only drive retention, but to drive a little bit of revenue and to also be a great resource for their people to be able to learn or their people as in their users to learn how to use the tool. So how did they launch it? It was a brilliant launch. Unlike most brands that just like send out an email once and call it a day, they went live with this by providing hints and tips and, and leaks and nudges and social posts. If you go back to a, a classic book called Jab, Jab, Right Hook, some of you are familiar with it. Some of you might have just cringed. You shouldn't. It's a great fundamentals on social media marketing by Gary Vaynerchuk, which dives into the details on how to put up a social post here and there, just like add value, talk about it, but don't promote it, don't sell it, don't sell it. And then eventually going with the sale, they did this well. And they did this promoting a landing page. That landing page was put together and showcased the fact that they were going to be launching this blogging 
course, this blogging for business course. And they said, like, we're going to show you how to grow your blog past 100,000 monthly visitors and get thousands of paying customers. There's going to be 10 video lessons, four interviews, and we've got two bonuses if you sign up before a certain day to just build up a little bit more of that preliminary buzz to really get people to want to sign up if they want to kind of get that scarcity effect rolling. So they're more likely to sign up so they can get access to these bonuses. There's something, and Tim wrote about this in the piece, he said, there's something about the weight and the anticipation that we humans just love to experience. So when they did that and they launched it, it was a great play. Now, here's what was also interesting. Prior to them launching that, there was even a leak on Reddit announcing it and sharing that with the subreddit and subcommunity called Blogging, and it got a ton of traction directly out of there. So Tim breaks down his rollout, and I want you to remember this because what's valuable about this is that it's not just a one-time thing. He announced it to his customers, Ahrefs customers, via email. He shared it on Twitter from his personal account and company account. They launched it on Product Hunt, third product of the day when it went live, which is great. They took it and uploaded it to our entrepreneur. They didn't get as much traction as they would have liked, you know, how red it is, right? They ran some ads on Facebook and Twitter, and they asked a bunch of friends to give it retweets and shouts. It took off. It got a bunch of engagement, got a lot of traction, and it's got some sales. Now, let's fast forward. That was the first launch. The second launch was when things really took off. The course was available for $7.99. The pandemic hit. And there was this trend happening across the industry where people started to give away things for free. Free premium educational materials because everybody was staying at home and everybody was supposed to be using that time to build their skills. So Tim put out a post. And he said, Ahrefs has decided to join the trend of giving away these premium educational materials for free. So we're going to launch this for free. Everyone access it for free. Today you can sign up and get blogging for business. Usually $7.99. It's now available for free. They got 278,000 impressions, 14,000 engagements. They got 600 retweets, 1,200 likes, and 61 replies. The course went bonkers. People loved it. The raving reviews trickled in. And because it was live, a new strategy emerged. This is a free resource now. So how many people would want this resource? How many people would care about blogging for business? Well, Ahrefs decided they were going to just roll this thing out on YouTube. They already had a YouTube channel. Why not? So they press publish, they shared it on YouTube, and the results, significant. Over 233,000 views on that collection of content within their blogging for business course. The first video itself, to kind of give you a sense of like the, the transition, has 74,000 views. The second, which is like one of one, like the, the breakdown, has 99,000 views. So 99,000 people just on YouTube alone started the course. At the end of it though, it becomes interesting. I think later in the videos, when you go deeper in, translates into like the last and fewer videos having like 30,000. So 60,000 people drop off. That just is a clear signal of the internet and how it works. Like people start things, but they don't finish, right? But this is how it's done, folks. You embrace that idea of experimenting. You embrace that idea of launching high value content and you can rack up a lot of views. Ahrefs' approach on pretty much every single channel is let's focus on high-quality, in-depth tips, updates, and insights that help our users do well. You can go to their YouTube channel and just see people commenting on their courses. Amazing work. Thanks for the effort. I really appreciate it. This is one of my favorite tools. You guys are doing an amazing job. Samo will literally make you an SEO specialist, right? Like People are commenting time and time again, speaking on the value that they get. One person said, these videos and content generation courses helped me get a 307% increase in traffic. 
I went from 1.3 thousand visitors to 25,000 in three months and I got 40 leads. Thank you. So yeah, Ahrefs is not just offering free courses as a content play, but they're doing it as a way to build community. And that's the last thing that I want to dive into. It's community building. Because in my opinion, one of the things that they've done really well as well is building a community, whether it's inside of other people's communities or their own. Ahrefs has committed to the community of SEO. Don't get me wrong. Their pricing changes, stirs up a whole bunch of chaos and buzz in the market every single day. Lots of people hate on the new approach that they're taking to their pricing. I get it. I see it. I feel it. I hear it. True. But one thing that they do do, even amidst all that, is listen. They respond. They have conversations. They share their opinions, even if you disagree with them. They share their perspective on why they're doing certain things. And whether you like it or not, they are going to have that dialogue and that perspective and communication. Ahrefs embraced early on Facebook groups. And in B2B, Facebook groups is not something that a lot of brands were embracing, right? They had this group called Ahrefs Insider. It had 16,000 members, 16,000 people interested in Ahrefs and interested in learning about SEO. And it was very, very active. Every single week, posts were going live, conversations were being had. Tim was in there, the CMO, in there having dialogues and discussions with people on how to use features with the request. Like the combos were in depth. I can remember one post that Tim put up, and this goes to show like the commitment to the community. He said, Hey folks, we know someone who is a friend and they're looking for a white hat link building agency or freelancer. Do you know anyone? There was 114 comments of people talking about themselves, talking about partners and peers in the industry that they knew. And that demonstrates that, yes, sure, great. Don't get me wrong. They want to use that group to promote themselves, but they also wanted to use that group to help their customers win. I'm not 100% sure if they're they're still active on Circle. They shut down the Ahrefs Insider Group back in March 2013 and made the call to move it to Circle. And with that shift, I'm not sure if all of the members use, using it went over, but a lot of them probably did. And I'm not sure if that community is still active as it was, but it's something to worth check out if it's still alive. Because when it was Ahrefs Insider on Facebook, I got a ton of value out of it. Let's break it down. All right, let's wrap this up. I want to I want to make this very actionable and clear for everyone who's listening to this. So let me wrap with a few key insights. A few key insights that I think has allowed Ahrefs to win so often in the SEO community and stay top of mind. First and foremost, we need to start by understanding that early stage mentality of bootstrapping and their commitment to being scrappy and finding ways to cut costs. We are going through as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, one of the most valuable times in business history, in my opinion, because profits matter again, right? Profits matter. It's not all about grow, grow, grow at all costs. It's about embracing the idea that you need cash flow. And you need that cash to pay your people, pay your team. And you need to be willing to cut costs that are irrelevant. And they made the decision to build a lot of technology that a lot of brands would have outsourced. And they found a ton of savings in that. Enough savings to help them long-term with their data centers to have infrastructure that they own and reap the benefits of today. One of the other things that I want to call out that they've done extremely well is being customer-centric. They don't just create content for the sake of the ranking. They create content rooted in the pain points of their ideal customer. And some of you will say, yeah, but they're not hearing us as it relates to the pricing. I don't know 
what their strategic decisions are. I don't know their strategic approach and where they're going. But if they're making these changes, it's probably because they see a bigger opportunity or they need to scale and shift internally to be able to, to service their ideal customer in a different way. Does it suck for brands and people who have been using the tool for a long time? No doubt about it. But at the end of the day, the game of business is long. And if you want to be around for a very long time, sometimes you have to make tough, difficult decisions that are very much costly to your business in the short term. Experimentation is another key piece. Experimentation should be something that every brand strives for, every brand embraces, and Ahrefs has done this time and time again. And then finally, I wanna talk about being product-led. They don't just create content, they lead with their product in their stories, in their messaging, in their writing, in their content. And even in this episode, you can hear me talk about data, about their pages, through their sources. And I was able to do this without actually picking up the phone and talking to anyone at Ahrefs. I was able to plug in their URL, understand what their growth strategy was, understand their tactics, understand some of their techniques, and use Ahrefs to get a glimpse into their SEO engine, their marketing engine, their content engine, simply by exploring through their tool, their site. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a marketer, an SEO, or strategist, I encourage you to take inspiration from the fact that the founder just scratched their own itch, was curious, and built something great. I encourage you to think about how your brand can invest more in high value content. Content that doesn't just exist to rank, doesn't just exist to convert a lead, but instead exists to elevate and support your customers, your users, and your target audience get closer to their own goals. This is the way to do it. You need to commit to content excellence. Folks, I hope you got value out of this episode. If you did find value, please share it with one of your colleagues and peers, drop it in your company Slack channel, share it with your team on Teams, or forward the email that you received it in. Pass this along for your audience to hear, consume, and learn from. Because if you can spread this message, I'm confident that if you learned something great, then other people can too. And if we can all do that, then we can all create more greatness for the internet. And if we can do that, the internet becomes a better place to browse and live. I'm Ross Simmons, and I will see you on the internet. Thank you, and I will see you soon. If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down.